Hey y'all, I'm Kendra. And I'm Faith. And we are co-hosts of Socialized Podcast. So, tell the people why we spell socialize the way we do. Well, it's S-O-C-I-A-L-I-E-S. Like social life. You get it? Yep. Anywho, it's a play on words that I came up with because sometimes we believe the lies that others feed us to define us. So, we are using this platform to empower and inspire women to deny the lies, grab hold of the truth, believing God's perspective. We offer encouragement to our listeners as we talk about life's everyday issues. Real life, real talk, real God. Everybody, it is Kendra and Faith, and we are back with another episode of Socialize. So this week, we are going to be talking about spiritual practices, prayer, and meditation. So I'm gonna pray us in, and we're gonna get into it. All right, right on. Dear God, we just thank you for this day. God, we thank you for um, everything that you've done for us. God, we ask that um, as we get ready to um, discuss the topic of spiritual practices on prayer and meditation, God, that you um, guide our words, um, that you give us the words to say as it pertains to each topic. I ask that it falls on the ears that needs to hear. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So this week we're talking about spiritual practices, the specific ones of prayer and meditation. And a lot of times when we're talking about, you know, we're in the series right now talking about it's deeper than religion. And a lot of times you'll hear people say, oh, I'm spiritual. I'm not religious. Or you'll hear spiritual practices used by people who are not Christians. But in my research, I have found that spiritual practices are very much a part of the Christian faith and should be used as a method to get closer to God. So I want to read this definition just of what a spiritual practice is so we can set that that ground foundation of what a spiritual practice is before we dig into the specific ones of prayer and meditation. Spiritualpractice.ca, not .com, .ca, says that a spiritual practice is any regular and intentional activity that establishes, develops, and nourishes a personal relationship with the divine in order, excuse me, in which we allow ourselves to be transformed. All right, so it's a transformative process that you do intentionally and regularly to get into a space where you're able to hear and get from God and grow. So as it relates to prayer and meditation, Kendra, I'm going to let you go on to talk about what prayer is. Okay, so a definition I found for prayer is evolving means of interacting with God most frequently through a spontaneous, individual, unorganized form of petitioning and or thanking. So for me, prayer is just simply a conversation with God. It ain't got to be all formal. You know, I've learned that um, just talking to God, how I talk, like how we talking right now, this is real life how sometimes I will talk to God. And I remember being intimidated because I thought there was a specific way to pray. Right. And it's not. I feel like however you however you communicate, I think God is only expecting that. I think he just wants to talk to you. He wants you to take that time and set it aside specifically for him to interact. 
And the best way to interact is to use your mouth. Or listen, you can say it to yourself. I mean, I feel like a prayer could be like, oh, Jesus, I need help. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's a whole I feel, prayer. I feel like it's literally just conversation. So don't feel like like I used to feel that you had to be. And God said, even though I can do all that, it is so fun to do it. But it's not necessary. I think God will take you exactly how you are. So we have some forms of prayer that I also found, which are, I think are actually super dope. So one form of prayer is um, adoration and blessing. Just a prayer of blessing, just a prayer of adoration. And then we have prayer of repentance. Everybody knows we all sin, right? We've all fallen short. We all sin and fall short. So therefore, this is how you repent. Simply asking God to forgive you for whatever sin that you've done, even the sins that you don't know you do. I say that all the time because sometimes <laughs> my day be gone and I don't really know half the time what I be doing. So I just need to cover myself and you too, Faith. Just kidding. <laughs> just I'm kidding. Not, I, just I mean, need, we all need coverage. We do coverage. Okay. <laughs> all right. So then we have a prayer of just thanksgiving and gratitude, just thanking God for just being who he is for waking you up for grace, for mercy, for blessings, for anything that you are thankful for in your life. I think that's um, good. And then man, this is the one right here. Intercessory prayer. Listen, them things are necessary. Do you hear me? It is necessary to intercede for whatever you feel like God is putting on your heart to intercede for. If it's the land, if it's for the culture, if it's for your family, if it's for your friends, do that. I feel like if God is placing it on your heart to intercede for your brothers and sisters in Christ, please do it because sometimes your prayers are some of the prayers that will keep you, your friends and your family and just things you're going through. It will, it will keep you near the cross, okay? So Yes, and can I give a, voice, a verse to support that? You sure can. Let's get it. Listen, this wasn't planned, but I really like this verse, and I Listen, already I saw, have it saved you, in my phone. Look, I saw you go and grab the Bible. I was like, she about to do something. Yes, because, <laughs> listen, intercessory prayer is kind of my thing. Yes, and it so, is. I should have let you do that. Go on, talk about no, it. No, you, uh-uh, you fine. Uh-huh. I just want to, I'm just going to support you with the verses. First mm-hmm. Timothy 2 and 1 says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Yes. So really, that was just to support your to point. Support but Thank you. We we have to intercede. That's what how, God asked us to do. You see how she supported me in time of need of a verse. Yes, I, God. You did, I ain't saying you need it. I'm just getting this. No, I did. We need the, it. The word stands. The it word does. It does. <laughs> but seriously, though, but for real, I love that verse. That is that intercessory prayer is is definitely needed so um yeah but all right so faith so you remember how i was saying like you know i feel like you know sometimes we feel like there's a certain way to pray right or you know you have to sound this way or you have to do this like what is your experience with that like what what advice would you give someone who feels like they don't know how to pray based on some standard just by maybe just hearing someone in church praying and you know, not feeling like, well, I can't pray like her and I don't want to do corporate prayer because I don't want anybody to think, you know, I sound crazy or I don't know mm-hmm. how to talk to God. Like, what would be some advice you would give someone who may be dealing with that struggle? I would say to just start because prayer, especially prayer aloud, is a practice mm-hmm. and you get more comfortable by doing it and you feel more comfortable in this conversation when you have things to say. Right. So I think 
um, a part of prayer for me includes rehearsing back to God what he has said mm-hmm. and standing on the promises of the Bible. So that means you have to have some of that in you right. for it to come out. So yeah. I would say some st- having some study time and, and just using that those verses and applying them to your life mm, and you speaking that through prayer will help you to feel comfortable because it's not your words. It's mm. words that God has already given. Um, and you just holding him to his word and he is faithful to perform it. Come That's a part that. of a verse also down in Psalms. Uh-oh. Listen, oh, I, I didn't have to think of that because he already said it. Come on, he's faithful to perform <laughs> his word. Uh-huh. So anyway, if you know, if you spend time with him, and build that relationship, then you'll be more comfortable to be able to to pray. Mm-hmm. But there there are ways, you know, there there are methods, not a specific formula, but a message just to help people remember like where to go in prayer. And there's it's not a cookie cutter mandatory. You have to do it this way. This is for I would say people who struggle with what to say. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of different acronyms that you could use to help guide you through prayer. Mm-hmm. And again, this is just suggested, not mandatory in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but there's an acronym ACTS, A-C-T-S, mm-hmm. ACTS, and that stands for adoration, which is just blessing God for who he is and acknowledging him. Um, confession is the C, so apologizing, asking God to help clean you up and 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 put on the righteousness that he's given us opportunity to have through Jesus and Thanksgiving is the T. So being thankful and supplication, which is asking for whatever your requests are. That's one. Um, Another one that I have found is the acronym for pray, P-R-A-Y, which is praise, repent, ask, yield. The same elements in a slightly different order. Whichever one is helpful to you, use it. I've also heard of the five finger prayer that people, um, sometimes I've heard children being taught that, you know, like in Sunday school or whatnot, mm. <laughs> because your hand is always with you. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you're not going to forget your hand. Amen. So with the five finger prayer, your thumb is, you pray for those things that are dearest to your heart and your request, your pointer finger would be, um, those who point the way, like your leaders, your your pastors, teachers, mentors, the people that, that lead you. And your middle finger would be those, it's your tallest finger, so those who stand tall. So your government officials, leadership, your boss, principals, employers, so on. Um, your ring finger would be for your friends and family, because the ring finger typically, you know, signifies those that you love. If you, you know, your ring finger. And then the last finger would be for the weak, the sick, the homeless, and the imprisoned. So there are several different ways to do it. I say, if you need somewhere to start, pick one. If you're already comfortable praying, look, or comfortable praying to yourself and it comes to an insecurity about praying aloud, the more you do it, the easier it will become. So even in your home, you can pray out loud alone that way when it comes to a situation if you're asked to pray for someone or intercede for someone that you don't feel 
like there's something hindering you from being able to communicate with God. He doesn't want there to be anything stopping us from being able to communicate with him. And so if, if those feelings of nervousness come up, just come, you know, work through it and pray anyway, because that's, that's what he's most concerned with. He just wants to hear from you. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, even with me, when I dealt with it, it was like, I had to make the decision to say, you know what, I am not going to skip <laughs> or you know skip out on getting to church early which we always know I'm always early you know so I'm not gonna sit in the car <laughs> and wait a few minutes and then not have to go in so that it so that I can you know negate corporate prayer simply because of a insecurity of not sounding right or not knowing how because at the end of the day there is no particular way so I think the best way is like what you said faith is just just do it you got to make the decision to do it and mm-hmm. stand on it be have take the authority that you have and talk talk to God. Listen, that's what that's what He wants. So, mm-hmm. all right. So let's um let's segue into meditation, Faith. I think you got some stuff on meditation. Um, I think I did. I think I found one um definition on what Christian meditation is. Um, and Christian meditation can be described as a peaceful focus on God. Um. Um, it can be a focus on a single word or a verse from the Bible that you just sit and you meditate on it and you wait until you hear from the Lord. It's literally sitting there waiting, not moving, getting still, tearing mm-hmm. as the old people used to say. Mm-hmm. It's like that word, y'all, Terry. <laughs> I do. I think we need to go back to Terry. And listen, listen, when people used to tarry mm-hmm. at the altar, mm-hmm. stuff happened. Oh, what and, and I didn't even grow up in a church that that did that, but I visited a few, and it was always just amazing to me the how you could feel the presence of God in the room right. during services like that. And yeah. I think, you know, there's something that we lost when we stopped tearing. Right, and I think I mean, like I think is what I was saying earlier. I think one thing is is because we've become so like programmed, like everything got to be done by this. It's like. And not that God doesn't move. I'm not saying that, but I just feel like we're so time conscious. Like we got to get this done. We got to move. Come on. We got to get this. We ain't got to be here all day or whatever. I just think it's the perspective of how life is. We're just like busy. Like you're saying, we're busy trying to get to the next step. And I think we just don't, and I'll say in some cases, we don't take the time to say, all right, let's just, let's just let the spirit move and see what happens. And if it takes all day, we'll sit here all day until the Lord, Oh, you feel it? You feel his presence. <laughs> and we'll take all day until he comes, until he rains down, you know? I do know. So here's the thing. Meditation is quite controversial mm-hmm. for some people. For some people, it's very it's a very controversial concept. I know it's actually coming kind of back into popularity with the whole mindfulness mm-hmm. movement that is, you know, happening in, in psychological circles or circles that talk about psychology and um, the practice of being still. Um, but Christian true meditation is actually not like what you would think of when it comes to Eastern meditation. According to crosswalk.com, it, Eastern meditation advocates for emptying your mind, trying to clear your mind of everything and just paying attention to what comes in, which I don't have a problem with that. But Christian meditation is quite different. It calls on our minds to be filled with God and his truth. So instead of trying to empty your your mind of of everything, 
it is advocating you to have a mind that is very active and it's actively exerting that energy in a focused way on God and on scripture. Okay, so Kendra, I think you had some some things to discuss about how you can get into this mode of meditation. Because listen, I I think, I'm going to let you get into that, but I really think that this is a powerful tool that we have access to as Christians that we don't use. And the reason why I say that, if you go to, you know, Bible Gateway or whatever Bible search tool that you use, the Bible often, quite often says, pray and meditate together. It says pray and meditate, but they're, you know, it's two separate things. They have two separate meanings, two separate purposes. Otherwise it would have just said pray, you know, and no need for and something different and meditate. So we, I, I feel like, and this is not something that I practice regularly. I'm actually just becoming really aware of the need for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested in it. That's why I was like, I want to, I want to talk about it. You know, because... we, we... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm interrupting. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go. No, I, so, you know, the crazy thing is, or not the crazy thing is, but one thing that we used to do when I was younger, um, kind of like at my church, which is kind of like amazing because you're, you're, we're old Baptist people, you know? And I remember when we would like, cause the choir was usually mostly women. And so, I mean, that's, to be honest, a lot of what I learned to pray and to meditate and even knowing about both of those terms came from like being around my mom and my aunts because they holy, honey. Okay. So, and I can remember, you know, growing up and we would go to church on Saturday sometimes for rehearsal and we would pray and we would tarry, you know, and we would take turns praying and listening and doing all those things. And I believe that, I believe that I had an idea of it. But I think that as I get older, it becomes a little bit more different. I truly, to a certain extent, I'll say, kind of understand the difference of it, of what they um, both are now. So I'll get into um, what these seven steps of biblical meditation is, or, or I'm sorry. And I think these are really good. Um, and I think I may in, even incorporate this in my time with the Lord. But um, the first one is to whatever verse that you are wanting to deal with in the Bible, whatever, let's just say God put something in your heart. It can be any verse that you just want to meditate on and say, God, show me what you know you you want me to see from this verse. The first thing to do is to write it down. Copy the verse by hand, write it in your journal, write it on an index card, whatever you need to do, and then just memorize it. Memorize the verse. Close your eyes, memorize it, and just keep verbally saying this verse over and over and over. And then after you get to after you get done with that, the second step is you just quiet down. Become still in God's presence. You know, um, just wait until you hear something. Just let him talk to you. So some people, me, I don't think I'm visual. Like when God speaks to me, it's not like a visual thing. The only visuals I get is usually in dreams. Like those are visuals. And he'll just drop something to me through a song, through a verse or anything like that. But however God speaks to you, quiet down and let him do it. Right. And so then your next step is, is to reason. In um, Isaiah 118, it says, come, let us reason together, meaning the spirit guides, guides my reasoning process. I ask the Lord, what do you want to show me from this verse? Just ask God, what are you, what are you trying to show me from what I'm meditating on, God? What are you saying to me? What are you telling me? You know, listen, that's all you're doing is asking God, what are you trying to show me? And then listen to what he says. And then the step, the fourth step is speak and imagine. So just ponder on the scripture, personalize it. 
um, speaking softly, just say, just over and over again with your eyes closed, still kind of, you know, waiting for God to give you what it is. And please, my, at the end of the day, y'all got to realize that it's going to take some time because when you meditate, this ain't no five minute type of thing. This is something where you're listening, sitting and being still and trying to get what God is telling you. The fifth step is feel God's heart while seeing whatever picture or however God is talking to you. Feel it and then journal it out. However you write it down, however you, whenever God speaks something to you, if you write it on a notepad, if you write it in a journal, in your phone, whatever you need to do, write that down. And then your next step is to hear God's rhema word. And it says to put yourself in the picture of the scripture in mind and ask, ask the Lord, what are you speaking to me through this picture? Tune in to the, the thoughts of what he's saying and record it. However you need to still record it. And then the seventh step is to act on it. Accept the revel- accept the revelation, repent of any sin that is opposite of what is what he's telling you and then speak it forth and act on it. And that are your, those are your seven steps. So, I think this is a great guide for you to sit and listen and wait to hear from God. There's another one that I um, actually got from my mentor. She calls it listen and pray. Now, I don't know if she came up with it, but it was a a guide that she gave me. And what I would do, um, I think the directions were, and she can correct me if I'm wrong, you, um, whatever comes to your mind, you just write it out. Just write it out, right? No matter what it is, you write it out. And then after you write out everything that that you have in your mind, then you wait and you listen for God to speak to you. And then after he speaks to you, you jot it down. And then you meditate on that and you ask God these same questions. What do you want me to do with this? What does this mean for me? And then repent and act on it. So I think these are some really good steps that you can incorporate if you would like. It's not um, it's not mandatory or, you know, we're not saying that you have to do it and you don't even have to do these specific steps, even if you just want to take a few of the steps out of there. But I think these are really good steps for you to move toward, you know, starting or giving you like a start of learning how to meditate. Yep. So. So Psalms 4 and 4 tells us to meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. Mm-hmm. And that's the New King James Version. The King James Version says commune with your own heart. The NIV says search your hearts. So mm-hmm. obviously the Lord wants us to spend time dwelling on his concepts, on his word, and just letting that thing roll over within our system, in our hearts, in our minds, so that he can speak to us. Because his primary way, like I think a lot of people look for revelations and signs in the sky and for God to just every day slap them with a rhema word. But he most often, his primary way of speaking to us is through the scriptures. Definitely. He put it there for us as a guide. So using what he's already given us helps to open up you spiritually so that you can understand and be able to take in what it is, the message that he's trying to give. And then also if, listen, we are so busy to your earlier point, Kendra, our lives are on nonstop. We literally like, have you ever had internet issues and the page didn't load? Like you get mad after just a few seconds. Like we are so in a rush all the time. You need it like right now. You need everything. And so our lives are just at a constant pace that a lot of times we're missing God, not because he's not speaking, but because we are moving at a pace that's so fast and so loud. Life around us is so loud that we can't hear the still quiet voice of God. Mm -hmm. So settling ourselves, 
in this form of meditation not only gives us time to mull over his verses and, right. and pray and consider him, but it also gives us time to slow down enough to hear right. what he's been trying to say the whole time. Right. And, and then guess what? We're in Corona. You know what I'm saying? We don't really have too many things to do. Some of us, Man. I'll say, I mean, say you may still have to because we know you in education, so you got kids all day. But somebody like me, who I have a desk job, you know, there is times throughout the day because Faith swear I don't work, y'all. But anyway, <laughs> there are times throughout the day where I will have downtime where I can literally go and pray and you know, meditate and do all of those things. So, man, but I I will have to agree with you. Like, again, I just think we're so busy that we do miss God. And I'm, I am, I will, I will, uh, <laughs> I will confess that I believe sometimes I am in that space to where I'm just like missing what God is telling me, you know what I'm saying? Or like I said, God will talk to me in my dreams. And sometimes I won't even know it until something happens. And I'll be like, oh my God, you told me this, you know, or you showed me this and I missed it. Why? Because I'm just not in a place of where I need to be to know that this is God talking to you. You ain't just dreaming. You know what I'm saying? This is, he's talking. Cause I know that, like, I know that he speaks to me like that, but sometimes I'm so oblivious to it because guess what? I got this whole life of foolery going on, you know, that I'm missing it. So listen, he wants to talk to us. He wants to make himself plain. He wants to hear our prayers. He wants us to meditate and, and get to know him on a deeper level where it's not just religion, where it does become a deeply rooted relationship. And with any relationship worth this salt, you have to put in time and energy definitely you have to put in time and energy so this is our portion if we want a relationship a close relationship with god you got to pray and you gotta get to the point where you can sit in in stillness with him and that is a practice it's not easy because i'll be honest um just two weeks ago i was on a zoom call and we had we were asked to do an activity where we just spent I think it was 10 or 15 minutes on the Zoom. We were still on Zoom, but in quiet, like trying to hear from God. And so many women came back to the line talking about how just random thoughts and, you know, every little distraction, all of a sudden the air coming on is a distractor when you're trying to focus on God. And it's a practice. It's not it's not something that you'll get right. The very first time you will be distracted because our minds are used to being constantly bombarded. You will be distracted. It's possible that you may get off track and feel defeated. Like, well, this didn't, this was pointless. Push past that. Mm. When you go to work out for the first time after a long break from not working out or being out of shape, that first time is horrible. It's not good. But if you keep up the practice, mm-hmm. I mean, then least, it will it'll become a part of who you are. Right. I mean, at least until you get some, at least until you know that this is what works when I meditate. You get what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, all seven of those steps may not work for you. Like, again, I am not a visual person when it comes to how God speaks to me. Some people have to write it down. Like I was telling you earlier, I went to this, um, I can't even remember what it's called. But anyway, I went with my mentor and we had to do some type of exercise like this where you had to literally meditate on God. And and one of the things that he said was, if you don't get like vivid pictures or if God doesn't show it things to you like in 
visuals like how does he speak to you and he was like there was one lady who said she just could not like she could not hear from God like when she was trying to do the visual thing but as soon as she started writing in her journal God started speaking to her she knew exactly what he was saying it just started coming to her because that was her thing that's how it happened so if all of these steps don't work like meditate and figure out how does God talk to you? You know what I'm saying? It ain't gotta be the specific step, but it's like, okay, well, I can take this one. I can write some scripture down or whatever, or I can sit and, and I can sit and re- um, repeat the scripture over and over and over, or I can like literally write in my journal, mm-hmm. you know, and that might work. So, yeah, I think all, you know, as long as you're doing or trying to do something, God will make himself known to you. Definitely. And everybody listening knows what they're naturally bent towards. Like I personally am not going to do a whole bunch of writing down in a notebook. I'm just not, but that's your thing. You love you journal daily. And so I think you incorporate your personality comes into your relationship. Exactly. Just So if you're not a writer, then you probably don't want to, don't sit down and write. That's going right. to be frustrating. Exactly. It's, go, it's going to be frustrating, but it's going to block you. It's, right. It's not going to, so Y'all just just do set aside some time. Let's start there. Let's start with the basic stuff. Yeah. Like, don't worry about the focus of all the all the many different things we provide them so that you will have something to go off of. But if you just start with making time for God, setting That's aside some time. One. That's step one. He'll lead and guide you on the rest. All right. I'm convinced. You better be convinced. <laughs> I can't with you. All right. So I think that's I think that's what we got, y'all. Faith, do you have anything else? Because you seem to be really full. You no, that's all. Whole... I'm done. <laughs> okay. So we thank you guys so much for listening. So listen, I hope we have given you some knowledge, some some tools and some steps and some methods on prayer and meditation, man. Trust me, it works. But just just I mean, if and if you don't believe us, that's totally fine. Ask God what He wants you to what He wants you to do with how He's created you. I guarantee you he will meet you right there. So um, Faith is going to pray us out and we will talk to y'all on the next one. All right, y'all, let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for this, this opportunity to talk about spiritual practices, the spiritual practices of prayer and meditation. God, I thank you for just illuminating these two particular practices for us that we were able to take a deep dive into what it is that you want from us in terms of prayer And in terms of meditation and realizing that there is a difference between the two that sometimes you don't hear a lot. So, God, I just thank you for bringing light to these topics. And I pray that you would speak to each individual that is listening in the way that they will receive it. Because you are a relational God. You do want to speak to us. And, God, I pray that you would just help incline our hearts to be able to turn to you in a way that you're happy with that relationship as well. God, I pray that you would be with us and keep us until We come together again. It's in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Socialize Podcast. We would love to connect with you. On IG at Socialize underscore podcast, Facebook at Socialize Podcast all together, or you can email us at socializepodcast at gmail.com. All of our information will be in the show notes. Again, thanks for listening to Socialize, Ignite by God's Perspective. Real life, real talk, real God.